Welcome to the JR Show podcast. I am JR. Very special guest today. Uh, I actually sought out this guest. A lot of the artists come, you know, I, hey, I got this person available. This one, I was like, hey, I really want Charlotte Gamble on on the show and the podcast. And so here we are. She's from Yorkshire in England and a powerful speaker and author has teamed up with Natalie Grant to write a bunch of books. Uh, Dare to Be is the latest one. And uh, I'm going to ask her about her childhood because I'm sure she's got some pretty crazy stories. Let's get into this. Today's episode of the JR Show podcast is Charlotte Gamble. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please put your little paws together unless you're driving for today's guest, Charlotte Gamble. How are you? I am so good. Good to be with you. Yes, we have mutual friends in my pastor. Um, like you started... You've been coming a lot to our church. Yes, I uh, have. Yeah. Which those in Atlanta right now wouldn't. I'm not even going to mention the church because you know not everybody's going to know it. But it was great to have to go to a church where uh, let's get a guest speaker. Who are we going to go with? The assistant pastor? No. Let's bring in Charlotte Gamble. From the, <laughs> so we're very blessed to get you know some of some of my favorite speakers in the world just as guest speakers at our church. Some people have to push play on a DVD right. of your talk. Yeah, I was real up close yeah, and right. personal. I was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been doing something with interview Charlotte where we um just for socials and you know if I if I share a clip on Instagram we want to give you the option with this green screen behind us to pick what you would like as the background. So I'm going to give you three options: the moon, the shire from Lord of the Rings or a jungle setting. What would you like to go with? Well, I think I'm going to have to choose the shire because I am from Yorkshire. Nice. So it's a different Shire than where the Hobbit lives, but Shire yeah. is in the name, so yeah. I feel it fits, right? Yeah. And I feel jungle, not really into jungle, snakes <laughs> and all that, that me and them don't do well. And so, and the yeah. moon, you know. I do need to clarify, we're not actually going to these places. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you don't need mosquito exactly. repellent. Exactly, I know, but you know, I feel like we should enter into the spirit of things if you're yeah. going to ha- have me choose. <laughs> right, well, let's do it. I'm going to hit this button right here and we will we will go. There we go. I have to tell you about the, the like, when I have hard days or stressful days some people will pull up a worship song some i actually my children all hate it because they've seen the hobbit so many times now but there is something about the hobbit to me that is relaxing the music um puts me in a place of peace and it's the most bizarre relaxation habit I have. It's kind of bizarre because they yeah. have really big, ugly feet, which already <laughs> freaks me out and makes me unrelaxed. And then they have that dragon. That's not yeah. very relaxing. And there's just a lot of fighting and yeah. blood. And, but okay, now whatever. Now that you break it down, yeah. <laughs> and that really creepy guy, he's not relaxing. Yeah. Gollum. Yeah. Me. Yeah, that's, yeah. Maybe it's just the Shire scenes yeah, to maybe, me. Yeah, maybe, There's a song that plays. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know the one you mean. And I'm like... You know what? My day's going to get, everything's going to be okay. <laughs> That's right. But uh, we've got things to talk about. Let's talk about the new book, um, uh, Dare to Be, yes. that you wrote with Natalie Grant. Can yes. you just uh, walk us up? Uh, how did this come about? What's the heart behind it? Well, it's funny because I've actually written 15 books. This is like book 16 for oh, me, wow. I think, right? That's crazy. She does all the songs and then I do a lot of the writing. But yeah. but this is the first book that I've ever done that was kind of telling of a story. And yeah. it's really the story of our friendship because Dare to Be is the event that we started together several years back now as friends. But the cool thing is there's a whole story behind it of yeah. two people that didn't know each other, God throwing our lives together. And then just the journey of what it looks like when we 
were daring, the days when we were failing, the days when we had success, the days when we didn't, the days when we agreed, the days when we disagreed. And so really every chapter takes you through a different chapter of our friendship over these last few years. Yeah. So With Natalie. With Natalie, yeah. yeah. And it's been really fun to write it and remember all the stories that have happened over yeah. these last 15 years. Is there an audible version? There it? is. We both Who- read it. Oh, you read it. Okay, yeah, I was just, about to yeah, throw my yeah, name. Yeah, we both read it. Just so you know, I did most of the reading. Okay. Yeah, yeah, thanks. She it's, does the singing. I do the reading, clearly. Okay. <laughs> hey, I could listen to you talk for hours. So yeah, I w- yeah. It's definitely got the English on there. Yeah. I wonder if that's a world I could, you know, because I talk for a living like right. you. Well, it seems like, you know, you write for a living now more than talk for a living. But um, And so all places people can find literature yeah um, yeah i'll go to amazon that's the quickest and easiest to get it but yeah you can get it anywhere dare to be book the as, new one. as well as your slew of others yeah i know right I, yeah what about a box set for i the know future? you could yeah just like <laughs> start your own home library yeah that'd be great <laughs> let's uh, i'm gonna we're gonna talk i want to talk about um you know we're coming out of the pandemic the past couple of years i have a lot of friends in the uk you know your homeland mm-hmm. um and so I just want to touch on what God is doing in the UK that hopefully we can talk about this in a way that somebody in Atlanta, Orlando, Tampa would care about, even if they never go. Right. It, pretty much the global church and, and the brokenness that's out there. And uh, my audience knows that I'm uh, an adopted Geordie. A new a Newcastle <laughs> is sort of my second home. Um, and so Yorkshire would be just like an hour down from there. Okay, Austin Villa territory. It goes down. No, not as far down. So you go down before Manchester. So okay. like an hour up from Manchester, about an hour and a half down from Newcastle. The Midlands. Nope. Nope. Above, not yet. Above, above the, the Midlands. Midlands. Yeah. Okay. Yorkshire. West Yorkshire. Where's the Lakes District? Okay, that's just above us to the okay. to the to the off to the side. Gotcha. Us, yeah. I uh, just bored the entire audience. But let's. Uh, <laughs> that was for me. Um, you and um, I, Matt Redman is a guy that just has, I don't see him much since he left Passion City Church. Right. But the times that he and I talk and the times that I've spent in the UK, like people know that God calls certain people to certain things and puts passions mm-hmm. on their heart. And mine was Ireland growing up and I went there and, and it, I was miserable. Mm-hmm. It's almost like God got me there to do something mm-hmm. that was very Nineveh or, um, Right. A wilderness experience. Right. And years later, it's like my heart for the UK, having lived there and seen the hopelessness, um, you know, between a drug epidemic and just straight hopelessness. Mm-hmm. I think I bother Matt Redman sometimes via email because I would drop, you know, I do, I, so many radio shows and all this stuff and I make a live, good living and all this stuff and I would give it all up tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, if if God said, I want you to go to the Church of England, mm-hmm. which is dying out mm-hmm. and it's becoming museums. Mm-hmm. And I was in Stirling, Scotland a couple of years ago. My friend works at this Church of England church and there was not one person without white hair. Mm-hmm. There was nobody mm-hmm. under 60. Mm-hmm. Like, where are the children? Mm-hmm. And it broke my heart. They were singing songs from 1994 that they were singing in the church. There was no. Right. So uh, you speak, you've spoken at my church. Mm-hmm. You know, you, maybe God's called you to a more worldwide mm-hmm. thing, but your heart for the UK going forward. Um, what? How can you describe to people in America about where the UK is? Um, the church in the UK? Well, I think, you know, w- the UK was known, wasn't it, for sending out all these missionaries and now the UK needs all the missionaries to go back. <laughs> right. 
<laughs> and so I married an American. So okay. my husband's American. So I'm actually dual nationality. And God spoke over us when, before we were even married, uh, there was a word over my life that I'd have a foot in two nations in the UK and in America. Right. So I've always focused my attention while I do ministry in those two places. And for me, obviously, I grew up in the UK. My husband grew up in the USA. So we have pretty a, a pretty cool perspective of both sides yeah. of what's good, what's bad, what's needed, what's missing. And in the UK, I think, you know, Christianity pretty much became, it died out because it became irrelevant to mm. the to the mass population. I think it never moved forward. I think it did get stuck in a time warp. And yeah. then, you know, we don't have a nation that says that in God they trust or we don't have, you know, mm. all of that going on. But there's been a, a, a surgence of young people, people that are passionate about the gospel. Our church is thriving with lots of different age ranges, tons of young people, lots of different ethnicities and backgrounds and economic backgrounds and so there is definitely a trend in the UK of the church growing and the church, you know, emerging with a younger sound, which is awesome. Yeah. Um, but it just doesn't look like, you know, the old buildings right. and the old stained glass windows, which are beautiful. Yeah. But because we got so attached to a image of the church that, that, that kept us stuck, we've had to really move away from that for people to actually take us seriously. Yeah. Would you agree with this, that there are... Because talking to a guy that's from Germany, uh, my Irish friends, there are pockets. Yes. And the pockets are on fire. Yes. But it's not the global countries in these countries. Like, I'm sure there may be pockets in other places throughout Europe where you get a small group of people mm. where the Spirit is doing amazing mm. things. But you wouldn't know it unless you stumbled upon it i think it's changing in the uk i think churches there's there's more especially in the in the england where i am based primarily there's a lot more churches that have found each other that have a similar sound and a heart to reach people and look outward i just think the problem in england for for so many years was that religion yeah. killed off you know the whole gospel message of jesus christ that, that yeah. it became so legalistic so religious so tied to a building and so tied to a a way of life that that became irrelevant it mm -hmm. just didn't move on and so and so what happened was you know the church kind of died out and then we just you know, you had heathens and you had just a whole different way of life. And so it was actually really easy when we were beginning to reach out to know who we were reaching out to. I think the problem yeah. in America is that we have lots of churches that are full of people, but they don't necessarily know Jesus. Right. And so it's harder to know who you're actually reaching because a lot of people that need reaching are in the seats every Sunday. Right. So I think church is a routine out here for a lot of people. And I think in England, church became religious for a lot of people. So we had to deal with the religion part. Now I think the U.S. is got to deal with the routine part which i think covid has yeah. tipped us into dealing with the routine part yeah for sure let's go um uh you and christine kane two ladies that uh, in my opinion bring the presence of god every time i hear you when you hear christine kane it's like oh Fire. you were meant to do this <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and and there i no one would doubt that you're having private zoom sessions with the father <laughs> but in, in my in my mind you're the exact same just a slightly different accent, um, but you were clearly born to do this. So was Christine. But what did you, what did Charlotte Gamble as an eight year old think she'd be doing one day? Oh gosh, as an eight year old, I don't know that I was thinking uh, I'd do anything. Yeah. But I think when I got when I got I went I actually did a degree in communication and was actually training to go into media and television to do research. That was kind of where I was going in my university and my degree. And actually, when I was part of the church, talk about religion and England, the church that I was part of growing up didn't allow women to speak. 
And if you did speak, you had to have your head covered and yeah. you know, all of that. So it was actually not even something that was put out there as something I could even aspire right. to do. But when I was 14, there was a word over my life from a person that was passing through um, that was part of the ministry attached to our church. And he just had this word and he'd been carrying it for months for someone called Charlotte. And oh. it was in a leader's meeting and I'd snuck in the back. And he basically delivered this word of my life at 14 saying I would open the word and preach to millions of people. And I had yeah. no idea what that meant. And I went home that night thinking, okay, God, I have no idea. And it pretty scared me because I was like, I'm not even really reading my Bible that much. Right. So I better like, <laughs> either this is going to be like, I'm going to really believe this and do something about it. And I felt God take me to that scripture where it says that Paul turned to Timothy and said, don't let people look down on you because you're young, which is where mm. most young people stop reading. Right. But the next part says, but commit yourself and devote yourself to studying the word and scripture so that when it's time, you're ready. Right. And I felt God say, that's what I need you to that's, do for the next season. That's a great story. I had when, when I was in Ireland, some woman, we were, I was about to go back to Seattle didn't okay my missionary time in ireland is over i wanted to come here my whole life and i'm here and now all of a sudden i'm coming back home with nothing was that it right and some woman from portland we were praying over we were about to leave this ywam team to go disperse go home and i was just like that was it two years god of what we i felt alone the whole mm -hmm. time and this woman from, we were praying over each other, and this woman from Portland just like, I feel like God just keeps telling me the same thing. And as a Seattleite, we don't trust people from Portland. So I'm like, she's uh, something that's ain't going to be good. But she's like, I just see you um, leading people in worship, millions, a, a sea of millions of people. And you're, I felt like she said, you're singing to these people, leading them to Christ through, through song. And I, I, I put that away, tucked it away as she's Portland crazy. And cause first of all, I don't sing. I don't play guitar. I came home from Ireland and I picked up guitar because I'm like, if she was right, these are going to start magically being <laughs> great chords. My voice is going to magically be great. And I forgot about it for 15, 20 years, forgot about that day. She was wrong. Huh. And here I am in my audiences, millions of mm -hmm. people in a time where the world went very dark mm -hmm. and all of a sudden faith music is no longer just some sort of soundtrack right. to the subculture these songs are now life for people right. and here i am in front of this microphone and i i thought about her the other day and i went it ha i think that it just it happened right and i think sometimes when things like that happen we try and do god's job for him and we try and work it all out and make it all happen and i think the beauty of what we're both sharing is that actually god just shows you a glimpse of something to captivate your heart and then it's up to you then to just be diligent in the small steps like like no one asked me to go preach at 14 nobody yeah. asked me to go preach at 16 17 18 i think i preached my first message when i was 21 years of age to a small room of people yeah. so i think it's just understanding that it's the step by step that we take then of diligence and doing the work and devoting ourselves to the work yeah. like you just got busy and got on with doing what was in front of you and and then you realize oh that's what it was yeah. but i think a lot of times people try and force what they think god's oh, yeah. saying into what they think it should look like and then you're in trouble they print the business card before right. there's even a business <laughs> they do start singing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well somebody great point i'd never been in church for 44 years somebody told me that oh like when samuel anointed david mm -hmm. the little boy you know here's mm -hmm. all the brothers you're not mm -hmm. it you're not it he went back to sheep yeah right. he didn't become king mm -hmm. till years later right. and that's very much what your right. situation and mine are right he plants it 
Yeah. And then he goes and preps you. Right. Then it comes years later. Right. So, okay, I think that'll be perfect. Encouraging. We'll end right here. Charlotte Gamble, my guest's new book, Dare to Be, is out. Co-written. Well, I don't want to say co-written with Natalie Grant because you're doing all the right, aren't you? <laughs> Oh, don't but. say that. I hope she's not listening. No, no. Well, yes. Well, you know, it was yeah. joint effort. Yeah, right. Uh, finds on Amazon, all places you find literature. And there's a, this wonderful accent is doing all the reading on the Audible book. Last question for you. Growing up in Yorkshire, the um, we, we've been asking a lot of the artists this is fall. Perks of your parents' job. And I'll start you out by saying... My father worked at a grocery store for 40 years, changing each price tag. Whatever the price was, he had to go print it, put not an exciting job, but that was his job. So as a kid, I got to just roam the, the aisles after closing time all alone, just running down the aisles. You know, it's not an exciting perk, but it's a specific perk to my life. What was it for you growing up? Either well, parents. My parents, uh, my my dad pastored in the church for when I, my parents, first of all, they had me when they were uh, 16 and 17. So very yeah. young at school, got saved, ended up pastoring. So I think it was kind of similar. Like we were always there. We had to set up, we had to tear down. And I think it was literally, you know, when the church auditorium's empty and you can run up and down all the aisle oh, yeah. and you can dive bomb on the stage and you can <laughs> climb on the chairs. And yeah, I think it was that, like playing hide and seek in the church building. That right. was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that before it's like your own little it's like staying in a giant hotel exactly yeah with stained glass exactly <laughs> like, yeah looking forward to diving into the new book uh, dare to be and this is a first timer on the show that i've been trying to pull off for for a while so i'm glad we were finally able to do it thank you for your heart and uh thanks for joining us thanks for having me well hope you enjoy that i'm telling you just hearing uh a story of somebody speaking over her life and then just watching it happen as now she speaks in front of millions of people all over the world. It's just crazy to hear those stories. Don't forget her new book is out. We're going to put links in the show notes below if you want to check out Dare to Be. We want to remind you to hit subscribe. Uh, you want to be alerted for future episodes. Also, you can follow us on Instagram. We love that uh, five-star review if you like what you hear. And again, don't forget to hit subscribe. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back with you next week. Peace.